Welcome to the first post-Dragon Con episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery, including, obviously, Dragon Con. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and if this is your first time listening to the Needless Things Podcast after seeing me at Dragon Con... Uh, doing one of the many things that I do, then welcome to our show. I hope you enjoy it, and please spread the word on the internet. Join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group, follow us on Twitter, uh, and go to supportphantom.com and check out what's going on there, which I'm not going to put over. You can go look at it if you want to, but there are exclusive things uh, like goodies I will send you in the mail and a podcast that you cannot hear anywhere else. So I guess I am going to put it over. What I'm also going to put over is our remaining stock of Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show t-shirts. If you saw the Dirty Game Show that changed the world at Dragon Con Saturday night at 10 p.m., then you know how great it was, and you know you want a piece of that greatness in the form of one of our Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show t-shirts in either passion pink or boastful blue, men's and women's sizes. And this weekend only, we are having a weekend after sale. You can get $5 off of our t-shirts uh, when you enter in the discount code MOIST. That is lowercase, all letters. Enter in the safe word discount code MOIST. And get $5 off of our t-shirts at needlessthings.storeenvy.com. So go right now. Supplies and colors and sizes are all limited after Dragon Con. Uh, what we, what we went through there stock-wise, uh, what's left over will never be reprinted again, these colors. So go to needlessthings.storeenvy.com. Use the discount code MOIST and get $5 off of these gorgeous t-shirts. All right, time to move on to my conversation with Mike Gordon from the ESO Network, uh, from NewLegendProductions.com, from TikiZombie.net. I hope I got all of that right, but if you look up New Legend Mike, you'll find the fella. Uh, one of my close personal bestest friends and the guy that I wanted to sit down and have a conversation with about DragonCon because... This year, in a, a weird quantum anomaly, I did not see Mr. Mike Gordon at all. Well, well, it wasn't that weird, because he was in the America's Mart, and I only, with his Tiki Zombie table, and I only spent about an hour in there walking around with our pro wrestling buddy Brian Blaze, who I hope to have on an episode of the Needless Things podcast sooner than later, uh, talking about comic books. But I went in, I couldn't find Mike Gordon, and I moved on. And we talk about the whole America's March situation and what's going on there in the show itself. But I wanted to talk to Mike, one, because I love talking to Mike. He hasn't been on the, been on the show in a little while. We had a run there where he was on at least once a month, and we're going to have to get back on track with that. But I, I knew he had, as a dealer, as an artist... Uh, not as a dealer, as an artist who had things to sell. 
uh, he had a different Dragon Con experience than I did. Not not better or worse, just different. And I thought it would be interesting to sit down and compare notes to talk about what went down at the show, about our opinions on the convention over the whole weekend, because we're both guys that try to maintain a pretty positive outlook, that try to find the good in everything that we do. And I knew it would be a good, fun conversation, and I knew, like I said, that we had had different experiences. So it was going to be worthwhile uh, to talk to this guy and to catch up. And it was. We had a great conversation. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. And I will tell you this. Uh, if you're if you're new to the show, I hope that you enjoy this, and, and I think that you will, especially if you were at Dragon Con. If you're a longtime listener and maybe don't care as much about the Dragon Con stuff and are like, really, how much longer is this going to go on? I will tell you this. The next few weeks are going to be Dragon Con panels. Uh, I recorded all of the panels that I was on there, but here's the thing. Uh, they're not about Dragon Con. One's Big Trouble in Little China. One is The Shining. One is uh, G.I. Joe, Larry Hama. I was on a panel with Larry Hama. Uh, so there are recordings of these panels that are from Dragon Con but are not about Dragon Con. So you guys hang in there, and you're getting some great, great content, some of the best content you're going to get all year long because you get it's a different experience doing a live panel that we're working with different people i love my needless things irregulars but i think it's nice to shake it up every once in a while and when i get stuck in these panels with people that i don't know that i haven't talked to before it's always very interesting and fun for me because i get to meet new people and the horror track especially i feel like i have a new dragon con family there uh, I, unfortunately, and, and I'll go ahead and, and lay this down for you guys now, because I, I don't know that Mike and I, uh, we, we discussed it, but I'm not sure it was part of the conversation, so I'll, I'll reiterate now. Uh, I was not able to make the being a horror fan and a parent panel, which is one of the ones you guys know I was most excited about. I was literally cut off from the Westin by the parade, and it would have taken me half an hour to go back and... Uh, to, to go around, I would have missed the panel anyway. And it really sucked because after the Shining panel, I was so energized, I was so invigorated by this new environment and by the new people that I got to meet and hang out with, and I really wanted to spend more time with the horror track. But hopefully next year I will get to do that. I, I would love to split my time evenly uh, between horror and sci-fi classics. Well, what I'd really love is to be able to split into four separate phantoms and uh, just sit through everything the puppetry track does, devote one phantom to the game show, and then have a phantom for the horror track, a phantom for the classics track, and then, you know what, maybe a fifth phantom just to, to get shit-faced all weekend. But anyway, I, I one man, I have to split myself all of those different ways, and honestly, that's part of the fun of Dragon Con too, because I like being busy. I like it when my back is up against the wall and I've got to figure out how I'm going to spend my time and what I'm going to do. Uh, it's great times. I really love it. Uh, so now, speaking of great times, it is time to talk to Mr. Mike Gordon about Dragon Con 2016. And I think even if you weren't at Con, and even if maybe you're a little tired of the Dragon Con talk, I think this will be an, an interesting conversation for you guys. And if not, we'll be back next week with one of the panels that's about something else entirely.
Well, let's uh, let's talk some Dragon Con. Absolutely. Let me tell you the first the first thing that I want to say. I did not get to see you all weekend, but I can't even tell you how excited I was to see a guy in the Hyatt dressed up as Tiki Zombie and to get a picture with him. Like, out of all the people or things I could have run into, I was so excited to see that. <laughs> Thank you. I was very excited myself. <laughs> did, now, was, did you know that was I happening? Did, well, I did. Um, although, I didn't have much notice of it, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, about, I don't know, a few weeks, maybe, before Dragon Con, uh, John uh, John Cogwheel has uh, had... He's in our... Um, Tiki Zombie Facebook group, and he had posted uh, a picture of a mask that he was carving out of foam, uh, and it was a tiki mask, and I thought, oh, that's kind of cool, thinking he was just a tiki mask. Um, And it wasn't until I think I looked at it a couple times where I realized, because it wasn't (laughs) painted or anything yet, but the design was really similar to Tiki Zombie, and I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, he's like, I hope it's it's ready in time. And then about a week before Dragon Con, he posted a picture of it, and it was pretty much finished. Uh, just the mask. It was hanging on his wall, and he said, it's done, and it's in, and, and when I'm going to have it for Dragon Con. And I looked at it, and I was very impressed. I mean, the, the craftsmanship on it is outstanding, and, uh, of course, it's just such an honor. Um you know, as a creator, it's something that you hope for, dream for, et cetera, et cetera. But when it actually happens, you, it, it, it there's nothing to prepare you. Yeah, um, yeah. And likewise, even though I knew he was going to be there, he's, you know, I'll stop by the table. Yeah, please do. We can get some photos, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I kind of, that's what I expected. At some point during the weekend, I, he was going to walk up and I would, you know, I would lose my shit and it'd be all right, you know. That was, <laughs> would just, but what happened was on Thursday, I was meeting with the uh, ESO guys at the Hyatt, and I had just arrived to the party. Uh, uh, I hadn't even been there five minutes. I was, uh, you know, reuniting with people, saying, "Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going?" And in the mass of people in the lobby, actually coming out of the, coming out and going into the Skybridge over there to the uh, Marriott, I see this this familiar, all too familiar head, kind of <laughs> just walking in the crowd, and. Uh, yeah, I lost it. I just immediately had to to run over and catch him. Um, what was really nice was that the other guys that I was with, like Mike Faber, uh, my co-host on ESO, was not. He didn't. He had no clue that it was going to happen at all. So he was. It, he just it was uh, beside himself as well. Um, and I met John for the first time. Got some pictures right away. Found out that he had just been to Trader Vic's. Oh and, wow! And that that had gone over like really well. Um, I like, and I asked him. I said, "Do does anybody know who you are?" <laughs> uh, he said, "Yeah, there was a couple people that were in this." As he it was a girl that came up to him and said, "I want my picture with Tiki Zombie." And uh, and so, yeah, he was uh, he was owning it, man. And uh, that is that was an outstanding feeling. It was definitely. Uh, if not the highlight, certainly in the top three of uh, highlights that happen over the weekend. I mean, to have to have your creation, you know, somebody spend the time to do that. It's just, uh, there's not words for it. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it did, like you said, it looked so good. I mean, you, if you had told me, oh, I had a professional costume, you know, prop company make that up based off of one of Peter's, you know, drawings, I would have totally believed it. Yeah, I mean, it was really well done. I mean, the guy has skills. I mean, I, I saw some of the other costumes that he did over the weekend, and and uh, he lives down in Florida, and I, I've you know checked out his uh, Facebook page and all that, and he's pretty good at at doing props. I think he does something with the theater backstage or something like that. So, I mean, he's got some skills, and um, I, yeah. It, and what was really also really cool was that, of course, for the first two or three days of the, the convention. And anytime I saw somebody, they'd be like, have you seen the Tiki zombie guy? <laughs> right, right. Um, so he was getting around too. Yes, he absolutely was. He absolutely was. And it was great seeing the, the pictures. Uh, of course, on my Instagram feed, I saw you with him and that was pretty cool. And seeing everybody, you know, get excited for me was, was a treat as well. Um, and uh, similarly, I have to say that as, as, as amazing as you must have, uh, you know, felt, that way for me i i'm extremely proud of you sir what did the, i do the 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 dirty dirty con con game game show show reached absolutely new heights and and although i wasn't able to is, partake is, in it myself is heights really the word not at all but <laughs> but uh um as far as visibility yes yeah um, um uh but i mean i outstanding my 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 sources tell me that there was standing room only and a big ballroom. That's not easy to do. Yeah, it's um, I somewhere around 500, I believe, is the capacity for that room. And what I was told is that they turned away uh, about 200, which is what we turned away last year in the track room. And it was a situation where if people got up to go to the bathroom, they would not let them back in. Wow. One of those types of deals, which is the same situation the, the Puppet Slam has. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I was I was very <laughs> okay. proud. Like, think about that for a second. To be even compared in the same sentence to the Puppet Slam or to events like the Burlesque Show or, you know, that. That's that's impressive, dude. Well, what was so special to me is that the ballroom that we were in this year is the ballroom that the Puppet Slam was in the first year. Right. Uh, and is the ballroom that Puppet Improv uh, has been in the past two years. So, I mean, I, I you know I know it, and I, I value that room, and it meant a lot to be in there. And that the show ended up going as well as it did. Because this was... You know, fortunately, I have an amazing crew. Uh, and when I asked on Facebook for volunteers to help out, I, I couldn't possibly have anticipated the quickness and volume of response. I mean, w within a couple of hours of when I asked for people to help, I had more than I knew what to do with, which was really special to me that people wanted to help and people were excited about it. Uh, but I mean, I, I've certainly never orchestrated anything on this level that with the, the all the technical stuff involved and the amount of entertainment involved. And it's, it's amazing. And, and it came off so well in dragon con tech ops were fantastic the whole way through, uh, the bill Harrison, who's the head of tech ops. 
actually contacted me a couple of months out and said, what do you need? And I've, I had been in contact with him. And once I got down to Dragon Con, uh, well, wrestling was Thursday night, which we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But before wrestling, I went over to the ballroom because it was right across the way and started talking to those guys because they, you know, they kind of keep the same guys in the same room all weekend. And they were uh, right off the bat, very helpful, had all the information I needed. Just it was, I was really blown away by my volunteers, my crew and by Dragon Con's people at, at how hard everybody worked to make it work. And it was amazing. I think the only thing I was disappointed with is the night that it happened, I didn't get any reports that uh, you guys were being shut down due to (laughs) uh, obscene behavior. Uh, It almost happened. That's Yes, I did hear that as well. Uh, We, let's see. Well, I don't want to get too much into it, but we we definitely... uh, (laughs) Push some boundaries. Yeah, we we had a scare uh, early, before DragonCon even happened. Uh, we had a scare, and then before the show, we were told that we were going to have to check IDs. Wow. Okay. But other than that, Dragon Con left us alone. I mean, promotion-wise, we have to be conscious of what we're putting out there because the you know all, all the promotion and whatever is public, and Dragon Con wants to maintain a certain amount of uh, – not family friendly but they just don't want certain things as advertised as other things if you know Mm -hmm. what I mean yes and that's fine because they do not care what we do once we're in that room They, they, they are fully supportive of what's happening it's just how we go about representing it beforehand this is what we have to be careful about and as long as we make it clear that it's 18 and up uh, I think we're good, but yeah, it was huge. What what was what did you get to do? Because you you were uh, your ta- you were stalwart at your table all weekend this year, which I'm I'm glad because I know there have been past years where you just haven't gotten to spend as much time at your table as you wanted to. But what what did you get out and do? It's one of those things where you know there's and I've said it before. Um, I might have even said it on this podcast probably. Uh, but there's there's really three of me at Dragon Con, <laughs> and uh, uh, at least you know. Um, but there's the the guy who you know just had his comic come out and is 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 working to sell that and introduce it to people and, and meet the fans, et cetera, et cetera. There's the um, there's the guy that's uh, representing our Station One podcast and and doing fan panels and other kinds of panels. And then there's the guy who just wants to, you know, um, geek out and meet celebrities and uh, take pictures of, of costuming and, and and all that kind of thing. Sure, so, yeah, yeah. So um, that, you know, those three are in constant conflict. Um, and I, and every year, it's a delicate balance. And, and this year... This year, the the fanboy guy got a little bit shafted, uh, but um, there aren't as many pictures of costumes uh, on on my Facebook page as usual. Uh, there's not like a hundred <laughs> or five hundred, <laughs> right? Right. right. Uh, you know, I think there's maybe four. You know, so because uh, because really, all my pictures were taken of one particular costume, um, <laughs> <laughs> and with good reason, and uh, um. 
But I, I'll tell you something else that I was uh, very proud to participate in. Uh, I've been trying to get a uh, tiki pop art, tiki pop panel yes. uh, on at Dragon Con for over two years now. And I don't know if the powers that be just thought it was a little too self-serving for me. <laughs> or if, um, you know, uh, if they just didn't think there was an interest. Um, but uh, I... Um, Anyway, uh, I got to go ahead this year that I could have one, and I, I put some people on it that I thought would be good fits, uh, would be a good fit. Um, we had uh, Derek Yoniger, of course, uh, artist extraordinaire, who for the last, I think, five, six years has been doing T-shirt designs for Dragon Con, mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, just being a, a cool artist. Uh, but uh, I figured, look, if Dragon Con is asking him to do T-shirt artwork every year, then they shouldn't mind if he's on a panel. Um, yeah, the uh, one of the vendors there, the Horror and Clay, Jonathan uh, Chafin, uh, is there. Uh, he's been there for the last few years. Uh, he does exquisite work when it comes to tiki mugs, uh, the Cthulhu mug. They're all based on horror. Ba- they're horror based mugs. So there's a Cthulhu mug. There's some based on the works of Edgar Allan Poe and Lovecraft. And I think he's done one for Netherworld or in association with Netherworld. So um, I wanted him to be on the panel since he's going to be there anyway. And a new vendor this year, Fez, uh, Fezorama, uh, Jason, um, uh, Jason Rogers, uh, was there fending for the first time this year. So he's on the West Coast. So I thought it was great to get, have a West Coast person, uh, come and talk about the tiki movement over there because it's, it's, it's huge over, over in California and, and, uh, and the, uh, upper, uh, Pacific coast there. Yeah. So, um, so I put together that, those, that group of people. Uh, like I said, I submitted it as a, as a panel and it got approved and I didn't know what to expect. Um, I, I, um, when I walked into the panel room and it was in the comic panel room, which is in a, the new building, America's Mart, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in a little bit. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> yes, we will. Um, uh, so, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, because I didn't, I, you know, even though I tried to push it as much as I could, especially among Dragon Con fans and Tiki fans, um, two weeks, starting two weeks prior to Dragon Con to let everybody know where it is. And, uh, and you know, it's funny because I noticed you do that as well, obviously. And, and as anybody who listens to your show or watches your website knows. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, I think that's important. And I, and I don't see enough folks taking that extra step to do that in a lot of cases. And so when I hear people talk about their panels, oh, we didn't really have a lot of people. I'm like, well, how did you, did you reach, reach right. out to people beforehand? How, how hard did you work? Because, because you have to compete at Dragon Con because everything you want to do, or if you have a panel you think is going to be the, you know, the bee's knees, um, there's like eight other things that are going on, at least eight other things going on that are, that, are attractive to people and yourself. Like I had to miss some stuff because of my panel. Yeah. So then that's not to mention, Oh, we might want to eat and get some sleep too. So, uh, so I thought it was very important, especially with this. It was so important to me because I'm hoping that it kind of opens the door for more programming. So when I walked into the room, I had to kind of check myself because I was like, is this, is this my room? Because, uh, it wasn't packed, but every row had people in it. Nice. Um, and it was a great crowd. It went over extremely well. We had a lot of fun on the panel. 
and uh, everybody, um, you know, hopefully rated it on the app. Um, if you're listening to this and you were at the panel, please uh, rate it. Even if you weren't at the panel, go ahead. They won't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, it, I think we're going to, you know, I talked to uh, the director of the, the comic area afterwards and, and uh, I want to do more, and I think I think you're going to see a, a bigger tiki presence at Dragon Con from here on out. And uh, if if I can make that happen, you know that's 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 huge. And I, yeah, obviously self interest tiki zombie. I'd like to have more tiki fans there, but really, it's something that I'm interested in anyway. So uh, even if I didn't have the book, it'd be something. This is the kind of programming that I would like to see. So well, and I was so excited to see that that you had accomplished that because I mean, if you love dragon con, if you love pop culture, the feeling of making a thing happen of knowing that you're the impetus for something having occurred at dragon con is I think one of the most satisfying feelings you can have. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one thing to sit on panels. I mean, it, you know, you're, you, you take steps, right? You, you go there, yes. You're thinking, oh, I'd love to be on a panel. And then one day you're on a panel and you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. I'm on a panel. I'm sharing, you know, with others and hopefully I'm entertaining. Oh, they asked me back to be on another panel. That's pretty cool. So that must, you know, I must be doing something right. But this was the first time I'd actually gotten to, I had an idea for a panel and I submitted an idea for a panel. And that was really important to me that this, you know, that, that I follow through with this and organize the panel and from everything. I mean, it was mine. Um, and uh, without much interference from from them at all, I mean, I, I you know, basically it was just it, it was approved, and it was pretty much you're on your own. So uh, <laughs> everything from from getting the guest to getting the guest water um, was <laughs> was all up to me. So <laughs> I didn't try to do anything fancy. I didn't have a PowerPoint presentation or slides or you know music or anything like that. We may try to do something like that in the future. I just wanted it to be. Like a casual conversation, and sure. uh, and and it really worked out that way. I mean, luckily with uh, the tiki culture, you know, it's kind of laid back anyway. So I don't think people were expecting a lot, uh, but whatever they were expecting, I think I think they were pretty happy with what they got. So the only the only thing that would probably would have been better is if we could have had it in one of the meeting rooms at Trader Vic's, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've even had people, and it's so funny, because after the success of that, I've had people come up to me and say, we should have a tiki track at Dragon Con. And I was like, oh, you know, I mean, let's take some steps. You know, uh, I don't... Yeah, that's, I, I still, <laughs> well, you know, I this year, well, I don't know if you know or not, I, I wrote that whole speculative toy track post. Oh, right, yes, 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 you did. Because every year since I've been there, uh, people have asked me about a toy track, not not you know Dragon Con people, but just sure. you know people always ask toys collectibles. I mean, there's certainly enough material because because just in programming one year, I came up with three years worth of programming. Just in oh, I could break this down here, and then this would see, leave this for next year, and I mean there there's plenty, but I don't ever actually want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I I don't think that's something that I want to do. But no. I, it, it's one of those things, though. I've noticed that about uh, you know fandom in general is that if you present yourself as oh god, I don't even want to say leader, but if you present competent. yourself as yeah, that's a good word, competent. That somebody that can make something happen, then they're they're kind of like hey, you know, the fans are like we want more of this, right? Um, and that's 
you know, you can understand that because that's where you're coming from too. You just are the one that made it happen. And, um, and that's a really good feeling too, because, uh, and it never, there had never been a tiki panel at Dragon Con before. And it's, it certainly fits. I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge, it is a, a corner of pop culture without a doubt. Yes, I, I believe so. And I, I, you know, like I said, I just tried to make something that I would want to, it's like I do anything else. Like I make my comics or anything else that I do. I try to make sure that it's something that I would want to watch, listen to, read, et cetera, et cetera. If, if, you know, I had the opportunity. So. Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, just sort of being at con. Now, when did you get down there this year? I uh I got there a little later than I would have liked. Um a lot later than I would have liked. My books uh everything was really contingent on, you know, getting Tiki Zombie 3 done and published. So yeah. uh I went down to the wire as usual. Um <laughs> and uh the books arrived Thursday afternoon. I think they arrived at my house around 3:30. Oh gosh. So then it was a question of okay, now we've got to get in the car and go down the downtown and figure out what the situation is with America's Mart, how to get the loading in of all the stuff. And, uh, cause that you can only do that on Thursday up until I think it's eight. So, um, which doesn't, I mean, sounds like, Oh, you have all the time in the world. Well, that those are people who don't drive in Atlanta. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we got there at a little after seven thirty. And, um, and I quickly ran stuff up. Fortunately, at and that this, point, this is with your books and your hut. Yep. And your, the you whole, know, your, your full con setup. The whole table setup. And it was just me, uh, and Michelle. And she, oh Michelle doesn't gosh. go to con. So it was just the two of us. So, um, but I knew it was going to be pretty much me unloading and, lo- yeah, unloading all this stuff because she would be with the car. Down, you know, because we don't leave that yeah, by yeah. itself in Atlanta. I've learned the hard way not to do yeah. that. And uh, um, so, uh, but fortunately, we got there so late that the docking area, which was booked for the entire day, was completely open and available. So I just pulled up in the dock, in the loading dock area. They even had um, uh, like a, a dolly thing for me to use that I could put everything on. Uh, the car was safe because it was in the docking area and there were volunteers there. So Michelle and I just went up, um, uh, unloaded all the stuff on the, uh, at my table and then went back down. So, but then after that, I had to go to the Marriott. I had to check into the hotel. I had to pick up my guest badge. I had to. <laughs> yeah. There, there's so many different elements. I was so sweaty. Uh, because I just, you know, unloaded all that stuff. So I needed to take a shower. So by the time I'd done all that, um, I missed, I completely missed out on, on wrestling. Um, and uh, that's why I was running late to the ESO meeting, which I think was at 10 mm-hmm. uh, that night. So, um, yeah. So that, that took my entire, uh, afternoon and Thursday, really. And I, I spent a little bit of time socializing and, and seeing people on Thursday night, but that's about all I did. Yeah. Thursday, uh, it went really well for me. The only thing that, that bothered me was the Hilton, their process for making a reservation for next year, which, which I believe all of the hotels are doing at this point in one way or another, and they all do it differently. Uh, if you're staying at the Hyatt, 
when you check in, they say, hey, do you want to go ahead and reserve a room for next year? And you say yes, and they press a button, and it's done. At the Hilton, the they give you a voucher when you check in, and you have to go stand in a line for anywhere from an hour to three hours to redeem it. Wow. Uh, apparently, and, and this, I do not know if this is fact. Listeners, if you know, you know, you chime in in the Needless Things podcast, Facebook group, or whatever. Uh, I heard that the Sheraton was charging your full stay up front uh, to not only when you checked in this year, but to reserve your room for next year. Holy smokes. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds outrageous to me, and I don't see, particularly for this year, I don't see how you could have somebody show up on a Thursday and check in and expect them to pay the whole thing up front because I'm sure a lot of people check in knowing that they're getting paid on Friday. Uh, I do. I do know this. Um, I stay at the Marriott, and I do know that the Marriott doesn't have any legacy. So, because I've stayed there the last few years, and I have to take potluck with everybody else. In oh, October. really? Marriott doesn't have a rollover. Nope, not at all. Oh, wow. And uh, that really blows. Um, well, it kind of does, and it doesn't, because I'm thinking about moving to a different hotel next year. Um, and I, I will say this: I adore the Hilton. Well, I'm I I I don't want to go farther away from the uh, from the, the America's Mart. So I'm thinking oh, of going on the I'm sure. going on the other side of the street because if that's where the comic area is going to be from now on, then I think I'd rather be on that side of the street. Well, I'll tell you what if. Uh... If I was if I was going to be located like centralized in the Americas Mart, I would stay in the Westin. Well, that's I that's the like the Westin a lot. Yeah, I've heard mixed things about the Westin. So, uh, but you know what? I've heard mixed things about every hotel. So, well, at this point, <laughs> um, so I, I've I, you know, stayed. I, I have to look at, into it though. I've stayed at the Westin in Charlotte. So, as far as like just being a chain, uh, I liked it there quite a bit. And as far as working in the Westin this year, because I, I had, well, I was supposed to have three panels there, and I only ended up having one. Uh, we'll get to that. But uh, I, I really like that hotel, man. Um, here's the thing about the, uh, and this is just a little trick I've, I've learned from the Dragon Con report and some experience uh, with uh, the hotels and the credit card thing. Um, here's what I've noticed about about the way that, especially the Marriott, and that's the only one I can speak to with experience. Sure, is they don't ask for everything up front, uh, not to pay for it up front. What happens is if you're using a debit card instead of a credit card, their system will reach out to your bank and oh, say, yeah. Yeah, "I yeah. want, I want the whole amount now," and if you can't cover the whole amount now with your debit card then it'll reject it. Yeah, and that's why I I mean I I don't use a debit card for for anything that's that's that sort of thing, but that's a good point. That might be what the people I heard from were referring to. I I think it is because that I've had that happen multiple times to me because I forget and then yeah. I, and I and I'd rather use that than my credit card anyway because what then what they like to do is they love you know they push that express checkout on you right right so they want to just like get you out of there and just charge it to whatever card you left at the front desk well usually i mean i'm usually rooming with someone so we went and split it up and 
do all that at the when we check out. So, you know, um, I don't like to have it all charged like that. But so I think I think that's where some of that confusion comes from, at yeah, least I'll bet as right. from my experience. Um, but uh, certainly, I would love. I understand that the Westin does Legacy, and I'm that's another reason why I'm kind of attracted to staying at a different hotel because. Mm-hmm. Kind of tired of playing the. Oh my god! I have to get up and make sure I have a room. Sure. Because uh, on the, when the Marriott goes on sale in October, it usually lasts about ten minutes tops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, it, I, it's. I remember those days, man. And I've been very fortunate to have gotten a room all the time, but you know, I don't like doing that. It's just not. I mean, <laughs> I'm a grown man, da- grown man. Damn it! I just don't want to spend a lot of time on the phone trying to. Get tickets for the concert, you know, right, or whatever, right, like right. I used to when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I ho- hopefully you can get in at the Old Weston and uh, get into their legacy system because it's it's convenient. I I guess this is – well, I've stayed in the Hilton every year but one since 2009, I think, maybe 2010. I stayed in the Sheraton one year, and that felt so far out of the way. I was going to say, I thought you were a Sheraton guy. No, no. One year I did Sheraton and because I missed I, – I, the the first year I stayed at the Hilton, I got lucky. Uh, it, it must have been right on the cusp of when hotel rooms really started being madness. Uh, because one year I, I got a night at the Hilton and I'm, it was like, I want to say it was like June or July when I got the room. I mean, it was, it was way into the year. Uh, so, and I had no idea that there was this crazy hassle to getting rooms. And the next year I missed it and ended up staying at the Sheraton. And that was just, it, it felt so far away from everything. It added yeah. half an hour to everything that I did. Uh, and then the year after that, I got in the Hilton, and I've been in there ever since. Interesting. I, um, yeah, well, I um, I heard really bad things about the Hyatt, so that's why I didn't really want to stay there, even though that's where the comic area was. Yeah. But, um, and I liked the idea, and... I'd pretty much gotten a system at the Marriott where, I mean, everybody was complaining about the, um, and since I'm not going to stay at the Marriott probably anymore, I will reveal my <laughs> secret to everybody. Um, because people, um, if you're staying at the Marriott, here's a tip. Cause a lot of people complain about the elevators and yes, they can be horrible at the Marriott, but here's a tip. If you pay a little bit extra, I'm not talking a lot extra, mm-hmm. especially if you're sharing a room, it's just a little bit extra. Um, if you stay on the 41st floor with the rooms with a quote-unquote view um, or on the concierge level, which is 42 through 47, that bank of elevators, there's three of them, they fly, and they're available all the time. I didn't have to wait for an elevator for more than six minutes at any time during the convention. Oh, that's I, nice. I even had elevator trips by myself. Oh, my god! All by myself, just right in an elevator up from the ground floor of the Marriott all the way up to 43. Um, so, and if you stay on the um, the concierge level, you get access to the concierge lounge, which includes free breakfast and uh, free hors d'oeuvres and even free drinks at, 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 at certain times a night. So, it definitely is a, uh, a good value there. 
Well, for elevator exclusivity, that's kind of like staying in the radius tower at the Hyatt. Yes, I have heard that too. Yes, that, that's that's a thing. The Hilton has no such speedy delivery system. <laughs> but uh, I this year I felt like I had overall very good luck with the elevators, and that brings me to I feel like this year things were overall a little less crowded. I I will agree with that. Um, I, I because I actually thought until Saturday. Yeah, or well. until until Saturday afternoon, I thought to myself, I don't know if there's as many people here this year because I was like, I was going on sky bridges and they seemed, I mean not not only not congested but they were just seemed to be almost like four or five years ago. You could, the you way could they were. move relatively freely. Yes, and that was in all of them, um, uh, and even Sunday and especially Monday. It was, uh, there was a a lot of lack of people from, you know, from, it just felt like there was less people. Although the official number now uh, that, that Dragonhound has released is 77,000. That's what, that's what I've been seeing, which is a huge increase over last year. Um, 7,000 more. I think they had. Oh, I thought last year was 65. I thought last year was 70. Maybe I'm thinking of two years ago then. Could be. Um, but in any case, um, only on Saturday did I feel like it was it was bad. Which, um, as as our pal belligerent monkey refers to it, tourist day. Yeah. Well, for <laughs> any convention that you go to, Saturday is always going to be the big day. Sure. So that's to be expected. And um, the only issue that I really had with it is that um, it really did affect the America's March. Well, we were we discussed it on Saturday because it Saturday during the day I have over the past couple of years I have deemed that as just my chill out time. Uh, I hang out in the room, I'll plan, I'll write, uh, but I really don't go out of the room because you know now we have game show prep starting at seven. Uh, I might have a I might try it well, I'll tell you about my panel in a minute, but we I, I think with them moving, a lot of programming to the Westin. Uh, they move the. They top. moved three tracks over to America's Mart. Yeah, so I think that helped a lot too, I as far it, as the the flow of traffic for the other hotel. Exactly. I, I th- and the thing is, they have slowly over the course of the last couple of years started to disperse it. And I think they're training people to get used to walking further for their programming, but but by necessity. Yeah, and, yeah. And and I think it's the I don't like the America's Mart, and I hate to say that because you know I I want to be positive about everything that Dragon Con does. I want people to enjoy Dragon Con, but if I'm being honest. I walk in America's Mart, and no matter how much they try to nail down the floor plan or, or make it clear or whatever, it's big and confusing, and even though everything is so much larger inside, it somehow feels more cramped to me than the Hyatt in the Marriott basement. I I will agree with that. It, it, I went, it is, it I is went amazing there. there. 
I went there Friday with the express purpose of finding you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I got there because what happened is I show, I, I overestimated how long it was going to take me to get to the Westin. And I, I ended up there like an hour and a half before my panel was due to start. So I was like, well, shit, I'll walk over to America's Mart and find Mike. And I went in and found the comic artist's uh, pop art section and could not find you before I had to leave because it took me, I think, half an hour just to get to the comic book artist section. And then once I got there, we walked up and down a couple of rows. Uh, it was me and my pro wrestling buddy, Brian Blaze. Uh, walked up and down a couple of rows. We found Chris Hamer, who was yeah, tucked, right in the way, front. tucked, well, I mean, right in the front, but stuck back in a corner. Yeah. Well, uh, somebody's got to be in the corner. Yeah. And walked around. And Nobody puts Hamer in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Con does. Uh, and I knew you'd have your hut. And I, I couldn't find you before before it was time for me to get back over to the Westin. And I don't I still don't know where you were. Yeah, I was um I was by well, I was against the wall too. Like if you had followed kind of that wall where Hamer was, mm-hmm. you would have found Bobby Nash and then a few rows down you would have found me. So Okay. Well I found um, I found Mark Maddox. Um Yep. Although he was in the middle of what looked like a very profitable transaction, so I was like, "I'll come back to him. Let me not interrupt whatever's happening here." <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, you know, I talked to uh, the, some of the comic people, and they are. They said that one of the first things they're going to do uh, once they, you know, recoup from from the con is to. This was their first year. There's growing pains, of course. Sure. And uh, they're going to look at the traffic situation and the flow of it, and they're going to address it. And, you know, we're so used to the wonderful flow that we had at uh, the the basement of the Hyatt mm-hmm. or the ballroom of the Hyatt there uh, that uh, this was this was a little bit more experimental. And there was a lot more room for people, but the layout of traffic-wise moving around, like, I'm glad that I'm in a position now where people are coming to me to buy things. Um, because if I had to just depend on walk-by traffic, I, I wouldn't have done very well at all. Let me ask you this, and I, I don't know that this, with, with fire codes or, or whatever other factors may be involved, I feel like if they could somehow have vendors lining the walls and then create sort of a series of four-way islands in the middle of that rather than these aisles that they had. I think that would work a lot better. But I don't know if they can have people lining the walls. I just Those walls were, to me, oppressive and uh, a waste of space it felt like that could have been better used featuring people. Yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, I think if you wanted to walk around uh, the um, the floor, you would have eventually seen and had time to do so. I think you would have eventually seen everybody. I think I, 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 there was, we had traffic all day. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like there were periods where like, man, we're just out and nobody's coming by us. Sure. I mean, it was, it was still a pretty good flow, but it, it obviously it could be better. Um, the thing that concerned me 
was that on Saturday, the uh, fire marshal decided that uh, there was way too many people in America's Mart Building Number Two. Yeah, and and shut it down, and didn't let anybody in. Um, uh, my my cousin uh, went out to get lunch, and he texted me um, after about half an hour and said, "I'm in a line, and they're not letting anybody in." And it wasn't until about a half an hour later that he could get back in. Um, another friend of mine waited over 15, 20 minutes to get in. And, okay, so there's a lot of people in there. I get that. But on our floor, there wasn't that many people. Right. I looked around and I was like, I don't know where they all are. Now, yeah. I understand. I didn't go over. The, I didn't go down there, so I don't know for sure. But I understand that the second floor vending area was packed uh, with people. So um, that is probably part of it and plus above us on the fourth floor you've got programming so depending on you know if the star trek guests are, are there talking or or all the above are, are talking and all those panel rooms are are busy and full then that's going to create um a big problem so they're going to have to figure that out because i you know if people are trying to get in hey, look i i love my fans but i can't expect them to wait uh, over an hour in the hot sun to try to get into the building to see me. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, a lot of it's it's Dragon Con. As, as I pointed out to a couple of different people over the weekend, it's hard to keep people's attention at Dragon Con. There's so much to do if you don't if you don't grab them or if you don't let them do what they want to do in what they consider to be a reasonable amount of time, they're going to go find something else to do. Oh yeah, because there's plenty of options, right? So if if somebody goes to the America's Mart and is like, okay, this is our time to go to the America's Mart and do our shopping, and they stand in line for an hour and don't get in, they may not go back. That may be lost business for every vendor, every artist in there. Yeah, because how are they going to know that that's just happening right for a few hours? Right, they're thinking, oh, that's going to happen all the time. Yeah. So there's there's a lot to figure out with that scenario and I'm not I'm not by any means suggesting oh they need to move it back to the Marriott and the Hyatt or whatever right. that's ridiculous they can't but they do need to to <laughs> spend a lot of time figuring out how to handle the Americas mark. I do think um possibly moving um one or two of those tracks out of there might be a better a solution uh at least a partial solution yeah because there's no i mean there's no real reason for the tracks to be there other than i don't know i mean i'd have to ask the track directors to see if they felt like they were affected by that yeah because my feeling is is that they would be you know oh i would think so for sure well let's uh let's move on to another topic that that I'm, I'm it's interesting to me that we were mostly in in complete agreement on the America's Mart situation because you were actually in there the whole weekend and I, I wasn't sure if you'd have a different perspective on it than I did having you know only dropped in the one time. There's a, uh, there's obviously some growing pains there. I mean, not just the layout and everything like that, but I've heard nightmare stories about loading and unloading from yeah, people yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah. there that's that's a that's a work in progress. Work in progress. Well, let me. Uh, I'm going to share a, a a surprise, unexpected thing 
that happened to me at con that was not on my schedule necessarily that ended up being very cool and when i'm done i'd, I'd like to hear if there was something that happened for you that was kind of like a, oh this was neat and i wasn't planning on doing this uh friday i think it was friday night shooter jennings played now i don't know or i did not previously know a thing about shooter jennings other than he's waylon jennings son uh, i didn't really know anything about his music although i did look him up prior to dragon con just to sort of, i didn't listen to anything but i wanted to get an idea of him just because i was so baffled as to why shooter jennings would be a dragon con yeah. uh and he's worked with a lot of different artists marilyn manson and lots of rock and and all, all kinds of different artists so i, I was curious to see him and we kind of just it, i wasn't going to make a point of going because i didn't know what was going to be going on but we ended up in the ballroom where he was playing and the song that i walked in on sounded very much like with sympathy era ministry which is early ministry when they still sounded like a synth pop band and they weren't like a metal act right and i that it got me immediately i was like whoa this is great and he's up in the middle of the stage in a white suit with uh aviator sunglasses on playing a keyboard long hair kind of looks like jared leto from a few years ago and i was like whoa this i don't know what i was expecting but, but it, was it wasn't not, this right it was not this and then after that song gets done uh he pulls out a guitar and they start playing a, a pretty like 70s era rock like heavy rock type song then they play a country song and before i know it He's saying, uh, I'm Shooter Jennings, this is my band, and we've had the best time at Dragon Con. I hope we can come back next year. We'll be at our table all weekend. And I was like, holy shit. I just sat and watched a whole show at Dragon Con. Wow. The last time that happened was uh, Calibri's. Uh, well, the only, the only other time that's happened is with Calibri's. I never stay for the entire band set because there's other stuff to do. So I, I was thrilled. I was energized. I was, I was excited. I was like, wow, I found a new, a new thing. And I decided I was going to make a point of stopping by his table and, and picking up some music. And on Sunday, uh, I stopped by the table and he's sitting there. And, and in my, you know, I don't know what level of celebrity musician, whatever he is. Right. Uh, I don't, I, didn't necessarily expect him to be sitting at the table because you know some of the bigger acts that come through their people sit at the table all weekend you know the the artists don't necessarily sit there uh for more than every, you know every once in a while well he's sitting there he's talking so i go up and i start talking to him and super nice guy uh he, he asked me what i'm doing there and i said well i'm here you know i do a game show and uh, I've got a podcast, and he's like, oh, really? What What do you talk about? And I said, we talk about everything, comic books, horror movies, toys, just whatever. We'll do a little bit of everything. And he's like, well, man, we're we're two episodes into my podcast now. Uh, we talk about Supernatural, about cryptozoology and stuff. Have you got a card? I give him a card, and he's like, man, I'd love to shoot you an email and talk a little bit more about it. <laughs> nice really nice guy and i asked him about i I told him the songs that i like from his set and and he was like well this this one has this kind of music this one's gonna have this we're out of the new one but i mean just very conversational very cool uh and and just 
I, I didn't expect when I saw the name Shooter Jennings listed for being at Dragon Con, I never imagined that not only would I find a new band that, that I thoroughly enjoyed, but that I would end up having this, uh, very peer like conversation with this really cool guy. It was, it was one of those things that happens at Dragon Con. Yes, yes. I don't think I had any new experiences like that. I mean, I think, oddly enough, I think with the uh, Tiki Pop panel that I did, I think I brought that in some ways. You made it happen uh, for yourself. I made it happen to myself and, and others. So um, that, that, um, uh, that I got a chance to do. Um, I did watch last year. I didn't. I only caught part of the Here Come the Mummies set, and this time I was there from the very beginning. Oh, nice! And I saw them play their. Whole, I thought they were going to play for like a short set for an hour, but they played over. I think it was almost an hour and a half, and that was amazing. They are they are so solid, uh, so much fun, and uh, actually they're playing tomorrow here uh, in Atlanta, but. Um, uh, and they're playing Halloween here in Atlanta. Oh wow! Yeah, um, they uh, they apparently like Atlanta because I think they played last week here or two or something. I don't know, but uh, in any case, that was really fun. That, um, but I didn't really get a chance to. I didn't do a lot of just like you know walking around and uh, exploring like I'd like to do sometimes. Um, and uh, my panel schedule was light. Um, lighter than it has been in a few years uh, because I did try to I did want more time at my table I was still doing about a panel a day which is great yeah because uh, I do love doing them it's not a question of oh I you know I don't want to do that it's more of a question of yeah but you know especially if I'm at the America's Mart like how long is it going to take me like anytime I do a panel I have to write off at least two hours at the table well and and you're not making any money off panels well and it's not I mean, just it's money. exposure but it's not just a money situation, too. I mean, I, I actually, uh, you know, there were people who came to Dragon Con to see me. Yeah. And uh, so I wanted to make sure that I was there for them. The last thing I want to hear, and, and I do hear this after the, every convention of, of every Dragon Con, is, oh, we looked for you, we went by your table a couple of times and you weren't there. Or, you know, oh, well, you know, there's so many people for everybody i got to you know hang out with and talk to and see in passing or whatever there's almost equally as many people that i didn't see like you <laughs> right yeah i, that, I, I was I, really surprised i mean we did not uh see each other at all which yeah. is ha- not happened in a few years so yeah, that was that's, unfortunate that that was unusual but i i gave myself a kind of a full plate this year so sure sure as did yeah well as did i so i mean it was one of those things that uh you know and uh but and 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 even though that would have been cool to hang for a while it's not as uh vital because i hang out with you you know at least at least once a month with pay-per-view right i'll see i'll see you sunday exactly (laughs) right so you know um uh the time is better spent for people who, I, yeah, I don't get to see as often. So. Now, was there anything you would say that you learned this year? Because I feel like there's almost always something that you learn every year. Um, 
That's a good question. Uh, well, um, I, I have, I learned a lot more. I mean, the whole experience with America's Mart because it's been, um, over there, uh, the vendors have been over there for a couple years now. Mm-hmm. And I've never made it over there. So this is really, uh, barring a, a few other instances in my life. Uh, I think even Dragon Con had experimented with it one year. Um, but I think it was in building one. Uh, but, this is the first time I've really had a lot of experience with America's Martin seeing what that was like. Um, so that was a completely new element of Dragon Con that I'd never experienced before. Um, uh, that is a, uh, and, um, I think that's kind of the only thing that, that really was a new experience for me. Um, I did, uh, I did get a chance to, walk in the hall of fame around in the hall of fame area and i did do the little autograph thing uh, i do like to um uh visit with celebrities and and really um uh sam jones and melody anderson would have been on the top of my list for decades now yeah so so seeing you know them and, and talking to them about flash gordon unfortunately unfortunately i can't go i don't have time to go to panels and watch them right right so unless i'm participating in them and, 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 you know, it hurts, but I can't go to the, you know, Flash Gordon panel and, and listen to them talk about and tell stories about behind the scenes and everything. I can't do that. So, um, I try to, you know, visit with them while, you know, during the signing times and everything, but that you're extremely limited because there's always someone behind you, if not, you know, a hundred people behind you. So you have to kind of make that quick, but, uh, but they were both really nice. Um, and, uh, and that's always, uh, refreshing, not refreshing, but that's always nice to know because some of them aren't so much. Uh, right, right. It's always disappointing to find out, uh, that somebody you've admired for, for a very long time maybe isn't, uh, the, the congenial human being you were hoping for. Or sometimes you just don't make that connection. You yeah. Know? I don't yeah. know if it's, I don't know if I put that, you know, maybe some pressure on it because, I kind of have the tendency to geek out a little bit too much and mm-hmm. to get, you know, tongue tied and, and, uh, a little bit of celebrity shock and all that. I don't know if that's, that is the, like creates a wall there. Um, uh, although, you know, the, the great experiences that I've had in there is when, um, when they've recognized because of my badge and everything that I'm a guest as well. And they instantly treat me like a, a peer. Um, some of them do, some of them don't. Um, but that's always really helpful. And, yeah. um, cause yeah, I mean, I know, you know, it's one of those things that logically, you know, they're, they're just a person, you know, they're just people. And yet it's, it, there's so much more than that. Well, and there's that level of, of accomplishment or, or maybe work ethic or, or whatever the case may be where you're like, wow, you, you did this thing for years. You worked hard for years. You did, you know, whatever for years and, and it worked for you. And I admire that. And let me just bask in that for a minute. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you know, they were part of something that means so much to me. Yes. Um, they had a hand in it and. You know, that's, that's an impressive thing. So yeah. And that sometimes the weight of that, uh, gets in the way a little bit, but it didn't seem to, um, you know, be that much of an issue, uh, this year. Um, uh, although I did spot, you know, 
Elijah Disco in the crowd there, so that was <laughs> that's always nice. Uh, I didn't bring it up. I know, I know, and I <laughs> I appreciate that because you know one of these days I fear she's going to get like wind of it and right things right. will be uh, kind of bad for me. Um, not that there's really, I mean, it's and it's all mostly you know uh, a work, but uh, yeah, yeah, still. Um, I, I would rather not, uh, you know, uh, that be become too much of a thing. But uh, anyway, so, but uh, um, so I got a chance to do that. Uh, we did some Earth Station One recordings, some live recordings with the group, and and let me tell you, that's another part of Dragon Con that um, is just exceptional. Um, you know, the network of people that I've met through podcasting, even if they are on the network or off the network. Uh, not on the network, they're listeners, they do other podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. But that experience has, has, um, become like, uh, it's, it's like a family reunion now. It really is. It's like, it's like meeting all these people and you, you don't get a lot of time, just like if you're at a wedding or something and you see all these relatives you hadn't seen in a while. Um, it, you don't get a lot of time with them, but there's that, that camaraderie. And seeing them in person, even though you kind of like each other's stuff online, that that connection that's there that I never used to have at Dragon Con. For over a decade, whenever I went to Dragon Con, it was pretty much just myself and my cousin going there, going to panels, looking around the dealer room, getting autographs, and then going home. Right, right. It wasn't really a social thing for me. Um, now it's become a, a much more of a social thing, and... And that's, it's, I mean, I still don't like party and rave until all wee hours because I'm old and my body <laughs> just can't do that. Um, and, uh, I really need sleep. Um, and it, in, you know, every year I, I think, man, I gotta, I gotta condition myself and work out so that, you know, it, you know, so I can, I can hang at, you know, Dragon Con because it's, it's brutal. My body, after Dragon Con, my body says, please don't ever do that again. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to do it again. And my body's like, well, don't take me then, because I don't. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it's definitely a, an adjustment because um, I went down there, well, la the week before Dragon Con, I threw my back out Ooh. and ended up actually having to go to the doctor to, to try and get some muscle relaxers. And... Thursday morning was actually like my back was sore, but it was a standard sore and not a I can't stand up straight sore. Uh, and I took a couple of muscle relaxers and I was like, well, that's it. Uh, you know, unless it actually goes out again, I'm not taking anything else. And I went all weekend and felt great because I was constantly moving and doing stuff. Right. It didn't have a chance to seize up and, and become, you know, sore again. But then when I got home and started, you know, sitting down and relaxing, it it's it was kind of getting uh, a little little cramped up again. But uh, that's dragging. It is an entirely different physical existence than your everyday life B because you're you're constantly moving, walking a lot more than you have to when you're just around your house or at work or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and you're not taking care of yourself. There's so no, much no. to do. There's you're no way just, to. You're everything is like a shiny object, so you're really not focused at all on anything that you should be doing in terms of taking care of yourself. And I, I discovered 
uh, speaking of physical limitations, uh, I missed out on one of the panels I was most excited about, the being a horror fan and a parent, because it was at 11.30 Saturday morning at the Westin, and I discovered that you cannot go from the Hilton to the Westin uh, via standard means at 11.30 on Saturday morning because the parade physically blocks one hotel from the other. Yep, yep. And that I was got, one. Yeah, go ahead. I, I got over to the corner and realized I, I could not go over there, and the route that I would have to take to go around would take me half an hour, and I, w- I would not make the panel. And that was, yeah. that was a learning because uh, it didn't even occur to me. I've never dealt with – well, I'd, I had never done a panel in the Westin. I'd never dealt with the parade. Uh, the parade. Well, having to move around during the parade. Like, yeah. I, you know, I've been to the parade, but I didn't think about uh, – and I didn't have a, a whole lot of trouble getting to that point. But once I got there, it was just like, well, I'm cut off. There's literally nothing I can do unless I want to join the parade and, and run across the street, which given the uh, police presence did not seem like a great idea for a guy in a mask. No, not at all. No. Security? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I had heard a couple other horror stories about people who, yeah, uh, you know, didn't plan, a, plan it that well. And, um, yeah, and I get it because that was one thing that we definitely had to plan for um, was that we had to get up. I mean, I had to get up at least an extra hour before the comic room opened because I had to make sure that I could get across uh, the street. Because once the parade starts at ten, it ain't, they're not letting anybody cross. Right. So, right. Um, so I'm like, I can't. So I had to get up a little bit earlier. It was the only time that whole week I was at my table on time. <laughs> the the other times I must admit I did sleep in a little bit, but then I knew that if I because if I yeah if I was gonna if I wasn't gonna get there then it was gonna take at least two hours before I could get there. So right, right, right. So. But yeah, that's uh, that is, uh, and I don't. There's nothing, you know. There's nothing that it can do about that. No, there's not. That that was just. It was one of those things where I, you know, I like to be prepared. I tend to be prepared, but it was a thing that was so far outside of my field of experience that there was just no. There was no, you know. I I don't know how I could have anticipated exactly that issue. Yeah, yeah. And but I'm at least you're acknowledging that part of it. I mean, I've heard people that were upset at Dragon Con because they couldn't make that panel that they needed to go to. No, that's because that's of that. absurd. And that's and it's silly. like, no, no, you you really should have planned ahead. Yeah. That I mean, that's silly. I I'm I, in no way am I going Well, they shouldn't have had the parade that morning. <laughs> or they it, it should follow another route. No, it was just an unfortunate convergence of of things. And, and they should stop the parade that. so I can cross. Yeah, right? Isn't there a phantom crossing here? <laughs> uh, so to wrap this thing up, uh, what was I, I would get? Let's not do what was your highlight because I think we both probably have a pretty good idea of what our highlights of the weekend were uh, overall. How has Dragon Con 2016 left you feeling, both in in retrospect for this one and looking ahead at next year? Every, I've been going, this is my 22nd Dragon Con in a row. 
Uh, I've been going there consecutively. And uh, I hear people, I need to take a break in one year, you know, that kind of thing. Never even occurs to me. Every single year, um, or at least for the past 20 or so, um, I've I've come back from Dragon Con, seen uh, Michelle, like we said, she doesn't go. And she asks me, how was Dragon Con? And I say, it was awesome. It was better than last year. Mm-hmm. And she says, you say that every year. And I say, because every year, it's true. Um, and that, to me, is the most magical thing about Dragon Con, is I don't know how it consistently gets better and better for me. Well, I do have some theories on that, but um, and I'll talk about that in a second. But but the fact of the matter is, is that it you know the experiences uh, that I that I have at Dragon Con uh, are 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 just amazing. The people are amazing. I know that there's uh, negative. I'm not saying everything's perfect. Sure. Um, and I know that there's stuff that I could be negative about. There's certainly criticisms that I could make about this, that, and the other thing. But the fact of the matter is, is that Everything like it, you know, the good far outweighs the bad, mm-hmm. uh, at least in my case. And uh, look, this is coming from a guy who a few years ago, one year I had my car broken into and I went to the ER during Dragon Con. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I still would say that was a great Dragon Con because the time I spent at Dragon Con, I made it great and. Also, I thought to myself, you know, if that shit had happened any other time of the year, then I would have been devastated. Mm-hmm. But instead, it happened during Dragon Con. So, yes, my car got broken into. It was awful. Stuff was stolen. That was horrible. Blah, blah, blah. They never got the guy. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, an hour or two later, I was having a drink with my friends. All my friends are, and I was seeing the panels, and I got to see Jillian Anderson that year. So there was a lot of stuff that happened that was like that we could balance that. If I just had to go to work and then it happened, that would have just been like it would have sucked for weeks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and that's that's I think the point of it: the attitude and what you bring to Dragon Con. I think is is a is a, a large factor as to what you'll get out of it. Um, I did my damnedest. I mean, right up until the last minute to make sure I had a new book to present to people at Dragon Con because I owed like I Dragon Con's too important and I respect Dragon Con too much to just come up with the same stuff that I've had for years and years and years. I need to make sure that I have something new to put on my table for the people there at Dragon Con. I have to make sure, you know, I wanted to make sure this year that I I participated in in and brought something new panel wise to the people at Dragon Con. And and I think, you know, I feel that from you as well. It's like this is something we want, we love so much because, and we want to give back to it. And when you do that, you find that, oh my God, it's giving back to me even more. Yeah. I was, I was talking to Bo, uh, for, for the listener. Well, the listeners know who Bo is. I was talking to Bo earlier today and, uh, there are few better feelings than knowing you have contributed to somebody else's good time at Dragon Con. Yes. That, like, whether it is by orchestrating a panel, whether it's by introducing somebody to some new thing that they were previously unaware of, whatever it may be, enhancing someone else's Dragon Con is a wonderful feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I I talked to a couple people and this was their first year. 
and it you know it, it to see it through their eyes it you get all excited for them yes yes i would say as far as the, wait did we talk about your looking towards next year um not specifically uh, do you have any sort of thoughts yet or are you still kind of just basking in the afterglow of this year well i've talked to i've talked to certain people and i'm and like i said i, I am hoping to bring more of a, a tiki presence mm-hmm. to um some events at uh some more events some more maybe some more artists some more people from tiki culture to take participate in dragon con so i'm willing to help out with that and uh hopefully we can see that coming i do know and this isn't uh 100% official yet but it's something that i think i can say that uh one of the artists that is definitely scheduled to come back next year after being uh, gone for a few years is shag oh very and cool. And Shag is uh, known for a lot of pop art, and he does, yeah, a lot of uh, associated with a lot of tiki art as well. So, I'm really hoping that uh, I get to participate in his panels, and and we take that even further and do some tiki panels as well, and and have um, some more stuff that way. So, that I'm looking forward to. I've already got my schedule. I schedule my books on when they're going to be completed, etc., around Dragon Con. So I'm already trying to figure out what books I'm going to have next year, new books, new projects. I've got three that I want to do. So um, two of them are ones that I was supposed to have this year and last year. So we'll see how that works out. But I, I, I still plan on having them. So um, and, um, you know, just uh, more of the same. I, I, I really I think right now I'm re- I've reached a great balance as far as the three of me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Of, uh, uh, you know, of doing, uh, of having successful Dragon Con. So, um, I, I, you know, it just depends on, on who's going to be there and whether opportunities there will be. Yeah. I, I am left feeling, uh, as you said, every year has been better than the last. Uh, my theory on that is that every year I learn more. Every year I am able to, as we were just talking about, contribute more because if you work hard and if you're good at what you do, your Dragon Con profile is going to increase. Uh, and, and, you know, not for the sake of, you know, more people knowing me, but for the sake of me being able to create more opportunities for other people, to involve more people in the game show, to do more of the panels that I want to do, to introduce more people to Dragon Con things. Uh, and I think with each year that I get to know more people, like working with the horror track for the first time this year was so exciting. Uh, I hated I couldn't do all the panels that I wanted to do, but I got to do the one and, and got just out of that one panel got new relationships with new people i feel like i have a new dragon con family there and to have pulled off the game show and to have got to sit on a panel with larry hama who is i mean to me he's he's one of the greats he's my shakespeare or my like he's a creator of one of the mythologies that is so important in my life 
It was amazing. I sat right next to the guy, and we're on a panel together, and it'll be up on an episode of the Needless Things podcast soon. Uh, and then to, to be able to actually participate in the Puppet Slam this year, I got pulled up on stage to uh, unskillfully perform Bean and Bear's theme song. I saw the video for that. That looked awesome. <laughs> if there, if you ever have the opportunity to see Bean and Bear perform, and they do perform in Atlanta from time to time, they they're some of my favorite entertainers right now. I mean, they're they're fantastic at what they do. Uh, but I, I just feel so good about the way that everything went, and for next year, just uh, I'm going to work harder. To bring more things to more people, to bring more people to more things. I I want to be as uh, as big a part of Dragon Con as I can be every year. And you're That's... right, finding finding that balance of the fan and the entertainer and the programmer, because I I have nothing to sell. <laughs> I have no actual skills in that department, but, uh, you know, it is still finding that balance and I, I am finding that I get so much satisfaction out of, for lack of a better term, working Dragon Con that I don't miss, you know, going to, to panels or whatever. I like, I, I like sitting on them. I like planning them. I like programming. Uh, I, I really enjoy all of that. And it's like I said, it's it's entertaining people, making people enjoy Dragon Con. That's that's a great great satisfaction. And Absolutely, I'm to doing Absolutely. more of it. So, Mister Mike Gordon, where can we find you and this new issue? Oh, wait, real quick, new issue Tiki Zombie. You had a contest at your table over the weekend. Yeah, I did. And I got to tell you, I, I really was trying to find your table, not because I had to talk to you, but because I wanted to buy that and enter into the contest <laughs> to win that freaking amazing barrel top. Uh, how did that go? Uh, it went fantastic. Uh, it was uh, the barrel tops came out beautifully. I've got um, um, one left still, but um, uh, I'm probably gonna have to make more because the reception on them was pretty good. Gorgeous um, and. They, they, um, so I'll definitely be selling them online, I think, too, but they looked absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I mean, the, the cover by Robert Hernandez, uh, Robert Jimenez was, is really outstanding anyway. So whatever I put it on, it's going to be stellar looking. <laughs> right. But, um, <laughs> but the barrel tops were a, a big hit. And I don't know if it got anybody, I think it did actually get a, about three or four, you know, people that wouldn't, we're kind of on the fence. Oh, should I check this out or not? They bought it because, hey, I get, uh, I might get this raffle. And so, uh, we had the, we held the raffle on Sunday at four o'clock. Uh, I had to, um, compete with, um, Representative, uh, John Lewis a little bit, but his crowd was, was, uh, uh was well behaved. So, um, <laughs> and I didn't block up my aisle too much because it didn't take too long. Uh, we had the guy, uh, John came over, who was dressed as Tiki Zombie, so he did the honors of actually pinning, picking the winning, winning ticket. I, I saw, I saw the picture. It made me very jealous. And uh, and yeah, the only thing that was really the only thing about a raffle, you know, because I thought this is going to be going to great. It's going to create excitement. It's going to you know be something really cool to do. And it was really also a way to thank the fans because it's been a long time since the third issue has you know supposed to be out. So it was kind of my way. I can't give everybody a barrel top, but. 
you know, I can get everybody, uh, you know, who's been patient, a, a shot at one or something like that, sure. some, something extra, sure. something for me to give back a little bit. And, of course, yeah, create some some buzz and whatnot. So it did that. The only thing I didn't expect, because I've never really done anything like this before, the only thing I didn't expect was once the winning number was pulled and the guy won it, and I was pretty happy for him, I looked at the other, like, nine, ten people that were hanging around, and they were all like, oh, I was like, I wanted to do something so much right. for them. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I mean, <laughs> I know it's how it works, but it just made me feel kind of sad that I, maybe next time I'll have to come up with like some like little, little tchotchke prize or something that I can give everybody. So at yeah. least they're not too disappointed when they walk away. Yeah. 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 So where can we find this third issue of Tiki Zombie? The third issue will be available at uh, tikizombie.net. Uh, you can get it. Uh, you can buy it's five dollars, but of course there's shipping. Um, so I think that's going to end up being more like ten. Um, I'll see what I can do with that. I haven't put the I haven't put the prices yet on online, but they they should be there by the time people are listening to this. And uh, you can also get the bundle. So if you don't have one and two, you can get issues one, two, and the CD that we did last year of Tiki Zombie Music. And you can get that plus the new third issue, and you can get that for $15 plus shipping. Nice. And uh, where can we follow you on Twitter, Facebook, wherever else? Uh, nine times out of ten, if you put in New Legend Mike under Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that I'm the guy who pops up. So um, you can also go to uh, newlegendmike.com, and uh, all the links to all my social media are there, and uh, tikizombie.net is there too. Excellent. Mike Gordon, thank you so much for coming on and doing our little Dragon Con wrap-up here. You're uh I wanted to get a different perspective from the one I had, and of course I, I just wanted to talk to you. Absolutely, yes. I miss seeing you over the weekend, so it's nice to, that we could catch up. Well, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll make it up to Heroes Con again this year and do a little bit of hanging out. That would be awesome. All right, man. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mike Gordon, I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly enjoyed talking to Mike. I look forward to seeing him and everybody else this Sunday for the first ever SmackDown. Well, not first ever, but first since the brand split uh, SmackDown pay-per-view. I think we're going to have a good time there and might even record a little something for our Halloween coverage afterward. That's right. After we get all these Dragon Con panels posted... It will be time for Needless Things annual 31 days of Halloween celebration where all month long in October we will be doing spooky, macabre, horror-based content. So if you thought you were sick of Dragon Con just and, and you don't like horror, oh, you, you are not in for a treat, my friends. You may want to check out until we get around to our Christmas coverage. And if you don't like Christmas, well, I don't know what you're doing here anyway. Uh, once again, go to needlessthings.storeenvy.com and enter in the discount code MOIST and get $5 off of those Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show t-shirts, whatever stock is remaining. You've got this weekend to get 5 bucks off your shirt and get a little piece of the Dirty Game Show that changed the world and that challenged Dragon Con. Uh, it went great. It was huge. We turned away tons and tons of people. Hopefully next year we'll be in a bigger room if we are not banned. Haha. Maybe I'll talk a little bit more about that because I've got to save some material for the introductions for the next three or four episodes, however many we've got before October hits. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate your listening. I appreciate your support. Please join the Needless Things Podcast group on Facebook. Please spread the word to your friends. Go check out supportphantom.com. See if anything there appeals to you. Surely something will. And if not, uh, share it. Kick in a buck if you can. Whatever. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vix employee. And of course, it's at needlessthingssite.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh. <laughs>